You're listening to the Audacious Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at our Chester campus. We know this is a great investment into your life. So tune in, listen up and stay focused. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. This series is based out of our scripture, John 10, 10, uh, that Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life to the full. Do you believe that? That's good. That that means that there should be something about a spring in our step. Uh, There should be something about whatever we're facing, whatever difficult and challenges that will come our way. The Bible tells us that we're to be ready for challenge and, uh, and difficulties. We should be ready for that. But we're able to look challenge and difficulty in the face and see through that and beyond that and see we are here for eternal significance. We're here for an eternal purpose. And therefore, we can say everything that happens to me is happening what? For my Good for those who are called according to God's purposes. And so when, John, when Jesus sorry, said that I've come to give you life and to, to its fullness, he meant it. And we can experience that today. And so uh, we're really speaking about the life of Jesus, what that means for us, the life that Jesus give, gives to us, and the life, therefore, that we can give to our world and uh, we're speaking about Matthew 21, the Passover week, sorry, the, the uh, well, yeah, that week of Jesus coming back into Jerusalem from Matthew 21 today. So if you've got your Bibles, you want to turn in your paper Bible, you can turn there. Anyone still have paper Bibles? Good. Amazing. Matthew 21 verse, we're going to go from verse 2, read down to verse 10. Uh, and he, Jesus speaking, he said, go to the disciples, go to the village ahead of you. and At once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, tell them that lo- the Lord needs them and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, see your king comes to you gentle, humble, and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. And they brought the donkey and the colt, placed their cloaks on them, and Jesus sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees, and he spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred, and they asked, who is this? I love this scripture. The title of today's message in our series life is Life in the City. Life in the City. Last week we were speaking about the life that Jesus gives and today we're speaking about life in our city. Wherever that we go, we are called to bring life. We're called to be conduits of the life of God wherever we step. Can we pray together? Let's stand to our feet, can we, one more time? Jesus, we just thank you that you're here. We thank you your word is a gift to us. 
We thank you, God, that through your written word and through the living word that was Jesus, everything you would want to say to us is given. And we believe, God, that you're going to speak to us today from your word and you're going to illuminate it through your Holy Spirit. We pray, God, that you would stir us today. That we'd walk out of this building different than when we walked in. We pray, God, and we give our minds and our hearts to you as a spiritual sacrifice. Would you renew our thinking to be more aligned to your way of doing life, living life in Jesus' name. Fill us with your power today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Grab your seats again. I don't know about you, but over the last 12 months, I I think there must have been more protests than we've ever seen in human history. I mean, over the last 12 months, if there was a protest uh, per capita ratio, then I think we would have excelled ourselves this year. We've seen more placards and protests and things going on this year in the last 12 months. It's almost as we've been locked up that a lot of things that have been within us have bubbled to the surface. I don't know if you've noticed that, but, but people's thoughts and opinions and, and different parts of life where they've felt, you know, these things need to be said, they've bubbled to the surface and we've heard new voices, we've heard people speaking their mind, potentially more than we've ever heard before. We've had more open conversation than potentially ever before and many of these things have been really healthy and really good as we've heard and, and we've began to think about things in a, in a new, uh, new level of transparency, I guess. And, and on the most part, I'd say on the face of the, these people have had great intentions. Their thoughts have been, how can we make our environment, our world, a better place? And every one of us in here would have that same common question of how can we make our place, our world, our environment that we spend our time in in the week, our city, how can we make them a better place? We all have a heart to see good in the world. We all want a world where everybody is kind to one another, right? We absolutely stand and believe that all forms of racism should be extinct in our world. We believe and stand for that. We believe in open conversation. We believe that people should be able to express themselves in open dialogue. And we don't have to just present an opinion and not wait for a response. But we all grow through having these conversations. We all grow through people, whether we, be, uh, whether we agree with people or not. We all grow and benefit. And so we want to create an environment where people can say what's in their heart and not stand back and worry about what's going to come. We want to be in that kind of environment. We've all got a heart to see good things. But, but the truth is that... that um, our solutions are not found in political reform. Our solutions are found in a presence revival. I love the fact that both Tendo and Lausanne, during our worship and part of our response to God in our prayers was we're not waiting for any other solution other than a revival of our spirit. We're believing that Jesus in his presence is the ultimate solution to every one of the issues that we're facing today in society. What we need is God's presence to be manifest in our worlds, right? We need his presence. And so we're going to look at that. I want us to, again today, look at this scripture in Matthew 21, 
think about the cross and everything that Jesus took to the cross, everything that was nailed to the cross and everything that stayed there, died there. And when he rose from the grave next week, we're gonna have a celebration as we think about the life of Jesus and the renewed life, the resurrected life of Jesus, everything that we now get to benefit from. And I want us to have a greater degree of faith and trust in the presence of God in your life and through your life that will bring every solution required to this planet in Jesus' name. Matthew 21, we hear the story of Jesus coming into the city. And this is the fulfillment of 2 Samuel chapter 6. When we see David, he brings the king, brings the presence of God on the ark, on the back of the ox into this same city. He's bringing the presence of God into the city. And right now we see the donkey carrying the presence of God into Jerusalem again. And both of these biblical stories, old and new, represent to us and show that we are called to carry the presence of God into every environment we step. And we see from both of these uh, scriptures that the presence of God created a difference in their place. And I believe when we carry the presence of God, it makes the ultimate difference wherever you step. The first thing the presence of God does is his presence shakes things up. His presence causes a reaction. It causes something to happen. There seems to be, when you carry the presence of God into your world, there's there's sometimes a little bit of friction, but there's always a little bit of shaking. Matthew 21 verse 8, the Bible says, a very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road and others cut branches from the trees and they spread them on the road. There was, there was a reaction that was caused. There was a, a very large crowd that had gathered because they had heard secondhand or thirdhand or 15th hand. They'd heard something about this man, Jesus. Uh, they didn't quite know what they were expecting. In fact, many of them were expecting something completely different than what was being delivered to them. They thought their solution was a political overthrowing. Luke chapter 7 says even John the Baptist's disciples, when John was in prison, they went to Jesus and they said, are you the one we've been waiting for? Because they were waiting to get out of this political uh, clamping down to come into a political freedom, and they thought Jesus was going to do it. He was going to overthrow the government. He was going to bring in new laws and legislation that would be the hope for their life. And so they're like, is this the one that's going to do it? He's going to change all our laws. He's going to get rid of the oppressive government. He's going to do these things. And so they went to him and said, are you the one we've been waiting for? And Jesus said, I am the one you've been waiting for. But I've come to bring something from another kingdom. There is not exactly what you are expecting or you even thought you'd put your hope in. Jesus came to bring something entirely new, a new solution to the same old questions. And the truth is, Jesus always shakes things up. 
His presence, when we carry into every environment, it will cause a shaking wherever you go. I remember when I grew up in, and, and I was in high school and one day the queen was visiting our town. And I remember it was an incredible moment. I loved the queen and the queen was coming to my town. And when she walked into the town, the whole town turned up. There was something, a reaction that was caused. Everybody was talking about it. You know, it, it wasn't anything that she said. She didn't need to say anything. She didn't even need to, you know, have this incredible speech. All she needed to do was turn up. And she carried something different. She carried something that she's not even had to work for. She just carried an aura. She carries a presence because of who she is. And the truth is when we carry the presence of God, you don't need to even have to say something. You don't need to be eloquent, eloquent with your words. That was ironic, wasn't it? You don't need to have any solutions to people's questions. Just when you turn up, people take note because of whose you are. They take note because of the presence that you carry. I want you to have confidence when you go into work, when you face challenging questions, when you face opposition, that even if you carry the presence of God and you carry it confidently, people will notice. It will cause a reaction. They'll be like, wow, there's something different about you. You bet when the queen got out of that Rolls Royce, you bet there was people taking notes. They were asking questions. They were stirred. They were trying to edge to the front of the crowd. They were waiting for one thing she would say. You know, many people would have just got a simple question about, you know, uh, you know what the flowers you're carrying. But they would have been like, wow, that question changed my life. Because people notice about the presence that you carry, the family line that you come from, the, uh, the, the authority that you carry. And so when we carry the presence of God into our environment, it creates a shaking. In Acts chapter 2, they were waiting for the promised Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 4 and verse 31, the Bible speaks about this prayer meeting. We're in our month of prayer and fasting. And it's incredible to hear stories about morning and night prayer and people praying through the night and other prayer meetings happening and there's been a stirring, there's been a shaking as people have again renewed that sense and awareness of their direct link to the King of Kings and the fact that we have been asked by God to ask Him and He will respond to our prayers. And the same was true here in Acts chapter 4 and verse 31. The Bible says, as the people prayed, the foundations of the house shook. When you understand whose presence you are in, it shakes every part of your life. I want you to have a renewed sense of faith and awareness what you carry. Because you carry the very presence of the creator God. Psalm 29 verse 8, the voice of the Lord shakes the desert. Where there's dryness in your life, when you carry the presence of God, it will shake even the wilderness parts of your life and it will bring life again. It's going to be, bring life into the desert parts. Acts 16, suddenly there was a 
such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And at once the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. Paul was in prison and he began to be aware again of whose presence he was carrying. He began to be aware again of when he sang out in praise and worship, when he didn't give worship over to the rocks, but he said, I'm going to take responsibility. I'm going to sing. I'm going to declare. I'm going to praise. I'm going to pray. And as he did, his chains came off. But the Bible says, so does everybody else's. There are people in your workplace that are waiting for you to declare the goodness of God not only for your chains to come off, but for their chains to come off. Because when we understand how powerful His presence is, it shakes everything in your life and it shakes everything around your life. That's why it's so important when we praise on a Sunday. We're not just praying for us in the room. We're not just praising for us in the room. We're worshipping for every person that we represent. Because as we break through, we bring breakthrough to our environments. I want you every Sunday to come with a renewed sense of responsibility that I come today to represent as a priest for my workplace. I come to as a priest for my neighbours. I come as a priest for my street. And as we praise and pray in here, the house of God, we're going to see breakthrough in the next seven days. People are going to ask questions because the presence of God shakes things up. The second thing it does is His presence opens doors of opportunity. It opens up new possibility. The people looked at Him. Remember, they didn't quite know what they were expecting or what they should be expecting. Are we going to get a political overthrow? No, we're going to get a presence revival. But they said, Hosanna, which means save us. Hosanna means there's an urgency. Save us now, they were saying. We need you right now. And they were, they were expecting that the presence of Jesus in their city, they didn't know how it would come, but they were expecting new possibilities, new opportunities. They were expecting salvation to come to their city. When we understand the presence of God, we understand that doors of opportunity and possibility will open up. All we need to do is carry His presence. I've had many moments in life where there's been a decision that I've made to bring God into a situation and it has completely transformed the way I've seen something. There are many things in life that logically you see them one way, And yet when you get on your knees and say, God, I submit this decision, this thought, this feeling that I've got to do this certain thing, when you submit that to God and He gives you a brand new perspective, He often brings clarity when all you have is haze and fog. He often brings you a steep sense of knowing deep down that you can't even explain to anyone. But you just know God has given you a deep peace about a decision. Because when you bring God and you carry His presence into your decision making, it opens up new possibilities and new opportunities. 
As I said, God didn't bring a political revolution. He brought a presence revolution. He didn't bring and come in pride or protest, but he came in humility. He didn't come to wield his power because he already carried the power. He didn't bring an idea or a theory. He brought his very presence. And when we carry his presence, you'll be surprised the doors of opportunity that open up. The third thing is this, his presence demands a response. Matthew 21 and verse 10. The Bible says the whole city was stirred and asked, who is this? It got everybody asking questions. It got everybody wondering what this man could do. It got everybody wondering, what difference could this guy make to my life? And the presence of God, when we carry the presence of God, it causes and demands a response of everybody around you. Jesus didn't have a problem gathering crowds and getting attention. All he did is bring the presence of who he was. And people were like, who is this? Jesus demands a response. He looked Peter in the face and he said, I don't care about what everybody else is saying. I don't care about what you say the prophets have said. What I care about right now is what you say. Who do you say I am? And I believe when we carry the presence of God, there'll be moments in our life where the people around you will begin to question and answer. Some things, just your presence, there's something about you that's shaken my life a little bit. And I've, I've began to question you know, bigger questions and think about bigger thoughts. And it's, it's opened up new ideas of possibility and, and thought. And it demands a response. So over time and consistency, I believe when you carry His presence, people will ask the question and you'll have the opportunity to say, who do you say He is? Who do you say He is? God's presence demands a response. When you carry His presence, you will bring life to the city. When you carry His presence, things get shaken up, new possibilities and opportunities open up, and you will demand a response of others. I love the fact that this story, Matthew 21, it describes Jesus, who didn't come into Jerusalem this time on a horse, a horse would be the typical carrier of a king who is bringing to bring, uh, coming to bring, you know, a, a political overthrow, a revolution. He would ride in on a king, that, on a horse that would demonstrate his power and authority. But the Bible says Jesus rode in a donkey, which represented his humility. That his solution wasn't to come and say, you better clamp down. You better say this. You better. He came in all his humility and allowed his presence to do the talking. He just came in on a humble donkey prophesied from Zechariah 9 verse 9. Rejoice greatly. It was spoken about in Matthew 21. Daughter of Zion, shout, daughter Jerusalem. See your king. He comes to you righteous and victorious lowly or humble and riding on a donkey on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Hundreds of years 
prior to this moment. And Jesus comes in now fulfilling this scripture in the Old Testament. Comes riding on a donkey. People thinking, wow, this is a different king. This is different already. Something different about this king. And the, the truth is when we understand whose presence we carry, we don't need to get uptight. We don't need to shout at people. We don't need to demand, they, uh, demand attention. We don't need to do that. What we need to do is carry His presence in humility. When we carry and bring faith, hope, and love into every environment, whether that's online or offline, in person or, or, or kind of in the internet, whenever we carry His presence with faith, hope, and love in trust, in trust that we carry the very presence of the Prince of Peace, you watch the difference that makes. We don't need to get uptight and stressed and demand people's attention. We just need to ride, be that donkey in humility, carry His presence, and you watch the difference the presence of Jesus on your life will make. Let's pray. I want you just for a moment just to open up your heart, your mind, and just think the Creator God is here right now. His presence is for us, is with us. Again, I want you to have a renewed sense of confidence, trust, and faith that the presence of God on your life will make all the difference. It will bring life. Wherever you go, Jesus, I pray for every person in this room. I pray that we would be those donkeys. Even that gives us great hope. We don't need to come in, in confidence and strength. We just come as humble servants carrying the very presence of God. Thank you, God, that it's your kindness that leads others to repentance. And we pray, God, that as we bring your presence wherever we go, we would see, we would see the effect that makes that crowds around us would begin to gather to us, that questions would begin to form that responses would be demanded, not because of our pride or, or pushing ourselves forward or demanding a response, but because the very presence, the magnetic presence and power of God that draws all men to Himself. Help us to be those pure conduits of Your presence in our world, in this city. We pray over the next seven days as we build up to Easter Sunday. There'll be people here next week simply because we've been carriers of your presence, that we've caused a reaction and a stirring, a questioning in other people's lives around us, that would have courage to invite in the next seven days and see faith, hope, love restored in others as we are carriers of the Prince of Peace, in Jesus' name. Everybody said. Thank you for listening to this audacious podcast. 
For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. We'd love for you to join us at one of our campuses, Manchester, Chester, or online, every Sunday, 10 a.m. and 12 p.m. 